North Dakota State's offensive lineman Cody Mock is coming to town for a visit, and he might just be exactly what the New England Patriots need in this upcoming draft. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So please follow me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Pats fans, I welcome you all back to the pod. I hope you had a great weekend and excited. Today is Mock Draft Monday, and that means a bit from our good friend, the monster master of disaster, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com is going to join me here in just a moment. We're going to break down your Mock Drafts. And today we have a prolific pair in store for you. Some great prospects to discuss, so stick around. Trust me, folks, you are not going to want to miss these mocks. And as the start of that 2023 NFL draft draws closer, we're less than a month away now, folks, the Patriots are hosting some exciting prospects of their own on pre-draft visits. Now, over the weekend, it was reported that the Patriots would be meeting with TCU's Quentin Johnston and, of course, USC's Jordan Addison explosive playmakers and the Pats crosshairs, you'll love to see it. They're paying attention to the wide receiver position. But several of you have pointed this out in the YouTube comments. I've been saying it quite a bit. We know Murph has been banging this drum for quite a long time. It's not going to make any difference who's there to catch Mac Jones's passes if he's not properly protected. And thankfully, the Patriots are keeping their options open there as well. Now, one of the names on their list of pre-draft visits is North Dakota State's Cody Mock. Now, I love this for the New England Patriots, and I'm going to give you my reasons as to why. I think Mock is one of the top offensive linemen in this year's class. He's not getting a lot of first-round buzz right now, but what he does very, very well is combine size with physicality and very impressive movement in short area situations, which means that either as a tackle or as a guard, he can be someone that can have an impact on an offensive line in the NFL right away. Size definitely has it, 6'5", 302 pounds. This is not a guy that moves easily. He definitely holds up well against defenders and plays with a little bit of aggression, a little anger in his game, and I like that. And I think that New England Patriots fans would absolutely love that about Cody Mock. One of the things that is a little bit of a concern with him is his length. And I want to give a tip of the cap to my good friend, Bern Bookmaster of Pat's Pulpit, for pointing this out. Arm length and wingspan both ranking in the five percentile for offensive tackles. That's not necessarily something that endears him to analysts or pundits that want to take a look at him as a potential NFL tackle. A lot of people think that might prompt teams to move him inside the guard. That would essentially take the Patriots out of the running because if you're going to absorb pretty substantial draft capital to bring someone like Cody Mock in, 
it would probably be to start or at least compete for a starting position right out of the gate. Patriots very well set at both positions. Cole Strange, Michael Luenu, these guys definitely are solidified in their position. But at the same time, I don't think the Patriots would invest day two draft capital in someone that they didn't plan to utilize right off the bat. And that's why I believe he can come in and be a tackle. I like the fact that he's not someone that is going to yield to a defender. That is such an important part of the way the New England Patriots want to protect Mac Jones. They need someone that's going to be durable. They need someone that's going to stand up. And they also need someone that's going to be aggressive at the point of attack. We talked a lot last year about Isaiah Wynn kind of losing that strike first mentality. Cody Mock has it. I think he'd make a great addition to the New England Patriots offensive line. So I could absolutely see the Pats doing this on a second round flyer. Definitely keep your eye on him on day two. Keep your sharp eye on him, I should say, folks. And I think Cody Mock could end up being a really, really strong addition to the New England Patriots if selected. But again, it's high level draft capital and the Patriots have a lot of needs. The cornerback position is big. The wide receiver position is big. Patriots are going to continue to do their due diligence in the draft. They might actually be dipping their toes back into the DeAndre Hopkins pool, which, again, I think pulls in a little bit of their willingness to maybe double dip at offensive tackle if they decide to go the veteran route for a wide receiver. This, according to Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer, who recently made an appearance on Greg Bedard's Patriots podcast, saying that some teams, and I'm quoting Albert directly, some teams may believe that DeAndre Hopkins may actually be released by the Arizona Cardinals. If that happens, he listed the Patriots as being in prime position as one of the teams that will pounce on that if that indeed occurs. Keep a sharp eye on that, folks. We'll be covering that rumor in greater detail and in greater depth here tomorrow. So be on the lookout for that episode's drop in the not-so-distant future. But for now, folks, keep it right here because the Count of Murphy Fisto going to join me in just a moment to grade your mock drafts that all happens when this mock draft monday episode becomes hashtag locked on murph monday in just a moment but first folks today's episode brought to you by ultimate football gm and you've heard me talk about this mobile game app it is a lot of fun to play my colleagues at the locked on podcast network competed in a league it was a lot of fun we loved it we know you will too It's not easy to create a dynasty, despite of what a lot of other teams and fan bases are going to tell you, what your New England Patriots did for two plus decades is not easy. This game's going to show you just how difficult it really is, because with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing the finances, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues all the ups and downs of a season. And it's all done in a challenging and realistic game world that I think you're going to have a lot of fun with. Ultimate Football GM is completely free. It's playable offline, so you can play on the go and as you want, when you want. And Locked On Patriots listeners, listen up because you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON. You can find that code in the game store and redeem it. Just remember to enter all caps. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in all caps. And make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty.
Patriots fans, once again, thank you for joining us here on Mock Draft Monday and hashtag Locked on Murph Monday right here on Locked on Patriots. A proud part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, your team, your New England Patriots are getting closer to the 2023 NFL Draft. We already opened up today by talking about top 30 visits, what they mean for the New England Patriots, but now it's time to sink our teeth into some of the mock drafts that are submitted by you, the great listeners here of Locked On Patriots. And we've got a couple that are very intriguing and kind of interesting. And in a way, it kind of fits with our guest each and every Monday here. He's intriguing and very interesting as well. The Green King of Sting himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. Murph, it's always my honor, always my pleasure to join you here on Mock Draft Monday. And We've got a couple of very interesting mock drafts to yeah. break down for you, my friend. It's always, always a lot of fun. So we're going to dive right into it. And that is the musings of a good friend here on the pod, uh, Jason Sullivan at Sully6827. Sully's back in action, been a little absent for the last Sully's couple back. of weeks, but we always love him. He's always, always working the oh, lines yeah, behind the yeah. scenes, trying to look for the best possible fits for the New England Patriots. And Murphy and I are going to judge in a moment here if he's actually done that. So let's start right in. Bit of a different look here. Sully using the Draft Network's new mock draft simulator renewal, by the way. Mm. And we start, obviously, with a couple of good selections here. Selections we've talked about a lot, Murph, here on Locked On Patriots. I don't think we can say any more that's been said about Jackson Smith and Jigba. I know the Patriots have added Juju Smith. I know uh, they've added Mike Gusecki as a red zone target. Jackson is the type of receiver that can be both, but there's still a lot to like here. If the Patriots, I think they're maybe bargaining more from a position of strength now than they were maybe a few weeks ago before free agency, but I still can't argue with making this pick at number 14 if he's available there. I just That's how much I like this kid. Yeah, the, the kid is just, imagine, is, is mm. just amazing. The, the, the talent that he possesses is, is um, I don't want to say generational, okay? But it, it, it's definitely, if you consider a generation, um, maybe f- four years of college, okay? Mm. Then, then, then maybe that. But it, it, this kid is definitely my number one wide receiver uh, on the board this year. He's, he's somebody that, that I would definitely go after, mm. especially, especially since the fact that, that the Pats have brought in Juju. Right. Okay. Exactly. It takes the pressure off this kid. Okay. It takes the pressure off Juju who has, a, who has a lot of history of, uh, of knee issues over the past few years that we brought up here, but uh, you can, you can't go wrong with J JSN right here. You, you really can't. It's a it's a no brainer pick, which probably means that Bill will not make it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. whenever you think he's going to zig, he's going to zag, yeah. and that's pretty much yeah. what Bill Belichick uh, uh, has been uh, throughout his entire Ooh. career. Really, throughout his entire you know draft history. Yeah. Um, our good friend Alex Barth put it to me uh, right on these airwaves uh, a couple of years ago uh, about Bill Belichick. He is predictably unpredictable Unpredictable. and i think that's really i think that's that is a you know that is a very very good area to go definitely go yeah bill could definitely go dante banks in the first round at 14 (laughs) 
<laughs> a lot <laughs> of people are starting to take a, a stronger look at DeAndre yeah. Hanks, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because we have mentioned here him here on the pod in previous uh, segments. But Deontay is someone that's kind of rising up the ranks a little bit. Very strong showing at the uh, the combine, showing a lot of athleticism. Uh, this kid can break up a pass. He can get in. Um, he's got the ability to uh, you know be a big physical right. corner. And again, we've talked about that. That's one thing that you can look at this cornerback group and say that the Patriots are lacking. My question here is, do the Patriots get a chance to take him at 47? Um, I think yeah. there's a little bit. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I yeah, think I, I think he's be, off the board at this point. Yeah, I really do. Um, the, you know, the, the algorithms are really messed up right now as to, you know, one site to another, when somebody's going to be available and when he's not. I don't think uh, Deontay gets out of um, – the first round right now, or at least mm -hmm. uh, 10 picks into the second round. Uh, yeah. I would not mind Deontay Banks uh, in mm -hmm. the first round, probably not right. at 14, even though some people are taking him earlier. This is a guy that can cover uh, um, on all, all levels of the field. He, he's yeah. a fantastic, he's a physical freak. Uh, he really showed out at the combine and that's why, um, you know, he's rising up these boards the way he is, as opposed to what we saw earlier in the thing. But if he's there at 47, after some of the nice trades that our man Sully made here, um, <clears throat> if he's there at 47, I'm grabbing him. Yeah, I think at that point, you really cannot lay off him. If no. he's sitting there in no. this part of the draft, you yep. definitely have to go after him because he can play in press, he can play in odd coverages. Yep. And the one thing that I really like, the more I watch Deontay Banks, someone that I didn't scout early on in this draft process, but seeing him pop up on a lot of the uh, uh, the draft boards and mock yep. drafts throughout the league, I looked at him closer and the transitions that he makes into not only meeting his receiver, but also his ability to stick with it and mirror his receiver. Really, right. really impressive. So uh, good stuff. I uh, like Deontay Banks. Two home runs right off the bat, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Two great players. The question is availability. But Finally, a little height. He's, he's, yeah. at least, he's at least almost as tall as my son. <laughs> Absolutely, folks. Definitely. You can't go wrong there. So, um Sully was not done. Again, these nope. drafts are kind of coming to us in bits and pieces, but Sully sent us the full product, and we're going to show that to you. At 77 here, again, through right. some savvy trades, I will say that. Yeah. Um, he's got uh, Trenton Simpson out of Clemson as a linebacker. Murph, you and I have talked about this. Simpson is definitely going to help a linebacking court in the NFL, yeah. but he's very zone-specific, and yeah. if the Patriots are serious about mixing their coverages the way they usually like to do right. it, I'm not sure this is the fit for New England. Again, I think he's going to be a good pro, but I just don't see right. the fit here uh, with the way the Patriots play. He's a tweener. That's that's the wrong tween. You know, mm -hmm. it's that that that's the way I'm seeing him. I don't love Trenton Simpson as much as other people do. Um, I'm definitely. I'm sorry, Sully. I'm definitely not taking him at 77. I know that I've beat the drum that the linebacking room is uh, is suspect. To, to put it uh, bluntly, um, and but I would still go uh, free agency before I went anything before the fourth round in this draft. It is just so thin at linebacker. It's unreal. Uh, in my lifetime, in, in my extent, you look at all this gray hair. Um, I have never seen a draft class at linebacker that is this weak. 
Mm -hmm. It really is. There's there will not be a linebacker taken in the first round of this this NFL draft Mm -hmm. and maybe the first 55 picks. Yeah, I mean, you're seeing linebackers fall uh, throughout the uh, the draft hierarchy, yeah. especially as we get closer and closer to the draft. That may end up coming to fruition. I mean, there yeah. are some, you know, talented players that are going to make an impact. And again, I think that, right. you know, I think Simpson had an opportunity to come in and be an effective yeah. weapon for the right team. But you saw a reduction in his impact last year right. when he moved to a more traditional stack role. I yep. think it really lessened what he's able to do. And to me, that's – if you're going to come in here and be a linebacker, especially, you know, that type of uh, linebacker that the Patriots are going to want, that type of multiple front, that zone pressure scheme, you know, the right. nickel-type player that I think the Patriots are looking for, if you're going to come in here and do that, you mentioned it last week, you have to be able to set an edge. And I think that's right. a weak part in his game there right now. Again, training can change that. But yeah, I don't think the Patriots are – going to be in the mode of trying to uh, groom another player in that, right. uh, in that regard. And so. I just, I don't think he's a top 100 pick. I really yeah. don't. I, I, yeah. you know, I mean, bravo Sully, he was there and you took him, you saw a, 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 a hole to fill and you did. I like, I like what you did at 108 a lot better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Shoemaker, if you want to talk about a uh, blocking tight end, a sizable mm-hmm. blocking tight end that uh, I know uh, Claire and I have talked about several times here on these airwaves right here on Locked On Patriots. Shoemaker, definitely. Show. Yeah, no, absolutely, folks. Never miss that. Never You're not going to want to miss show. this one. If you, We're going to talk a little tight endage, but it's going to be a lot more. So definitely check out our show on Wednesday. But thank you for checking us out today. We do appreciate that. And uh, Shoemaker, yeah, definitely fills a need, especially with yeah. guys like Gusecki and Hunter Henry, who aren't the best blockers no. in the world. Hunry, a little bit more uh, adept to being able block to block. Sneeze. Yeah, there's, there's not yet. That's not what they brought him in here for, folks. That is not what they, uh, they signed up for. But Shoemaker can do it, and he can do it at a high level. If he's right. here, it, you know, late day two, early day three, you've got to pull the trigger on this. Love, one love, love a guy. Question. Love a Michigan guy can come in here. They know how to play in the elements. They know how to play in cold. <laughs> Doesn't bother them at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Shoemaker is going. Shoemaker is going to be out there in warmups without a shirt on, looking like a. Uh, you know, just a, a freak, you know, who does that, but he's going to do it. And it's a great pick. Yeah, it is. It really is a great pick. So he's not done yet, folks. We move along to now the Patriots picking at 118 and 136. Murph, you and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. We've been talking about it offline for quite a while now. Andre Carter, yeah. the second coming in an edge rusher from army, other than the fact that Bill Belichick may have to swallow his pride a little bit. And pick one from the Army as opposed to going with a Navy guy. Uh, this one is, yeah, th- this one at, yeah. at 118. Yeah, not happening. Yeah. You're not going to be there. Uh, there I wish no he was, that, but that's there's not There's no way in fresh hell that, that this is going to happen. Yeah. Andre Carter is going to be long gone at 118. If he's there at 118 and Bill Belichick doesn't take him, I am a vermicious canid. Okay, that's that's it. It, it. This is this is a fantastic pick. If Andre Carter falls outside the top 100, um, I, I'll be shocked. I really mm-hmm. will. Give me all the ham, though. If he's there, give me all the ham. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If he's Steve, still Steve on Ballard's the board, very good friend of our our shows. Um, yeah. you, you know, would love this. And uh, but yeah, Bill, Bill would have to swallow a little bit being a Navy guy going with the Army dude. 
Absolutely. And speaking of Army dudes and great Army dudes, uh, keep a sharp eye out, folks. Our voice of reason uh, may be back on the airwaves here pretty shortly. We're trying to work something out, and definitely we welcome Steve back with open arms. Can't wait to talk football with him once again. But um, I agree with you. I mean, if there is a situation where the Patriots can make this happen with Andre Carter, you definitely do. I think this is a great move for them. Edge help that they need. He's the type of player that can come in and do it. Great stuff for Sully. So I think a redemption here on this placard without any question about it but again sully is not done he's got a trio here that uh really i think are starting to make some waves here in uh uh, draft predictions jonathan mingo coming in he's got to we mentioned him in the earlier segment patriots looking at him uh with a uh uh, with a visit in town to try to see what his services can bring um murph an interesting prospect uh uh, wide receiver um Probably middle round. I think this is right yeah. about the area where he could be, but he's getting a lot of light on him. I think 186 might be a little bit aggressive. I think he may be off the board by this point. Yeah, I do. I do too. Um, I, I I like Mingo, but not a ton. Uh, it's six foot one, two twenty. Um, you know, he's almost like a running back out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know, and that's not something that you're seeing in this class. Uh, he his his route running has gotten better every single year. And yep. I like that. But, but again, uh, there, there's just been so much scuttlebutt going on right now. Uh, I'm not sure that he's going to be there at, at 186, you know, at, mm-hmm. at 156. I, I think you, you've got a shot at it. I, I mm-hmm. just don't think he's going to be there at 186. Yeah. And again, you know, I think it's uh, it's always interesting to think about what the team is going to do and how they're going to address needs. Uh, Murph Sully waited until number 189 to address yeah. the white elephant in the room, and that is offensive tackle. Yeah. I think the Patriots dip into that well a lot sooner than yeah. we've seen it here. But if they can come away with Jackson Kirkland, he is really one of my sleeper underrated picks here yeah. in this draft. I think this kid is going to make a solid pro, a versatile solid pro that can play either guard or tackle. Right. He's done them both. And uh, with the right type of training in the right environment, uh, I think this kid's going to be a solid um, offensive lineman in this league for many years to come. Yeah, I like I, I, yeah. He, he, this, there's no quit in Jackson Kirkland whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, which is, is really refreshing considering some of the guys that we've had on the right side last year, but you're mm-hmm. right. They've got him <laughs> listed as an offensive tackle. He can play. Um, I, I think he could play the right side at both positions at the next level. And we all know how much bill loves that and grabbing him here at 189 after completely ignoring large round people and toll here. <laughs> uh, that's a great pick. So, <laughs> yeah, good job. And Sully is ready to finish up the night here with a couple of uh, interesting picks, guys that um, I think could be sleepers in yeah. the later part. Maybe, I guess we're past sleepers at this point. I think this would probably be diamonds in the rough yeah. uh, where you can really consider uh, Jair Brown, a safety out of Penn State at 212, and then yep. 247, bringing up the caboose, Connor Galvin at offensive yeah. tackle with Baylor. Yeah, Sully may have waited yeah. a while, but he, couple of, he got a couple yeah. of pretty good value tackles here he in the later did. part of this draft. Galvin's he another did. player that I think can really, really come around soon. Um, Connor Galvin, I think would be a a fantastic stash on the, on the practice squad. Mm -hmm. And when you're in round seven, that's what you're really looking to looking for. He's somebody that, uh, that, um, we, the, the Patriots offensive line coaches can work with, can, um, build up a little bit. I like his footwork. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I just think that he needs, um, a bit more time and a bit more seasoning. Good pick there. And, and thank you for Jair Brown. 
do you know what this name does to me being dyslexic people? You, you have no idea. You, you really don't. And all you have to do is throw in that little comma there and it completely screws me up forever. Um, this is a nice pick here. And yep. uh, where, where's he at? 212. You 212. can't go wrong. And yeah. and I think he, I think he would come in here. Another guy that you could stash on the, uh, on the practice squad, which is really what you're looking for right, right here at this yeah. point in the draft. It's a good draft. Saul. it's a good yeah. draft. Yeah, um, solid from you, top to bottom. You, so yeah, you can't you can't cut it up too much. I would have gone large round people a lot earlier than you did, but I can't argue with the the talent that you brought in at the top of this draft. This is a solid B draft, and believe me, he, Sully sent this sucker in bits and pieces. And I was at first I was asking, what the hell is he doing? Did he trade out of everything and go go get? <laughs> You know, number one picks in 2027. What's going on? And I was at a C. Right now, he's at a solid B. Yeah, I would agree with you here. And I think that's a good point. The only reason why I don't go the full B plus, I'll give it a B plus rising, but not the full B plus, is no. because I think the Patriots will look into offensive tackle a lot earlier yeah. uh, than the middle part of this it draft. Will. But other than that, uh, again, I like the Banks pick. Uh, Jackson Smith DeJigba is, again, one of yep. my draft rushes. He will remain yep. as such. Uh, and I like him at number 14. And I think you've done a great job of bringing in value to that offensive yeah. tackle position, even if you didn't address it that early. So Sully, tip of the cap, my friend. Yeah. Thank you very much for sending them in. Keep sending them in because there's still a month away. There's still plenty of time here on Mock Draft Monday to get your oh. drafts notice. And Murph, in just a moment, we're going to be welcoming in a first-time submitter here, long-time um, uh, supporter of the show, but a uh, definite interesting draft and someone at the top that Murph may not be as high on as a lot of the other draft analysts okay. out there, including yours truly. <laughs> Murph and I are going to get into that in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, the legendary Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the great Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com, joining us here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, we are discussing your team and your mock drafts here on hashtag Locked On Murph Monday and, of course, hashtag Mock Draft Monday. And Murph, in the previous segment, Jason Sullivan, our good friend, uh, definitely took an interesting approach in sending these in. We've got a little bit more of a traditional look for you here today from a longtime supporter of Locked On Patriots, first-time submitter, and uh, I liked this one. I definitely wanted to uh, showcase this. Uh, it's uh, I, Twitter, NFL Wannabe Insider. Well, maybe he can Ooh. be a little bit more than a wannabe. Um, he can be found at NFL the underscore insider. That's N-F-L-T-H-E underscore insider on Twitter. And right off the bat, folks, a popular selection lately, especially with everything that we've been hearing, Boston College, Zay Flowers, hometown guy staying in New England. But if you notice, it's the number 29 pick that is bringing him back because yep. the Patriots are sending number 14 over to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints send back a pretty good trio of consolation prizes for the Patriots, number 29, yeah. number 40, and of course, um, number 115. So... Uh, the Patriots getting a little bit of a haul back. If the Saints agree to this trade, I'll send Ross Jackson, host of Locked On Saints, a nice big fruit basket because it'll be a gift for the New England Patriots. I like what they've done there. I like this trade. Um, Murph, 
Zay Flowers is a popular selection for a lot of yeah. reasons. Incredible ability to get uh, separation, ability to yep. play over the top, plays a lot bigger than his stature is. I know that's deterring some people from looking at this, but the more you look at Zay, the more you say, okay, this could be a really good fit here in New England, even mm -hmm. with Juju Smith-Schuster on this roster. But I know you've had kind of been on the fence a little bit about this one. Um, talk to us a little bit about your feelings on Zay Flowers, uh, because I've talked ad nauseum about my fit or my feelings on this fit for this kid in New England. I mean, uh, what conference does he play in? All right. It, it's, it's not 1987 anymore, boys and girls. It's not even, you know, 2007 anymore. Uh, I worry a little bit about the competition that he faced. Uh, it, it's just, yeah, I, 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 I think too many people see homegrown BC guy. Think about of a, a couple of guys on the other side of the ball that they missed on in the past few years that have been wearing Buffalo uh, jerseys. Um, but it, it, it's, it just doesn't do it for me. You know, I, I watch tape on him and, and I think he's fine. And then I look at the people that are covering him. Yes, I, 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 I know, I understand that it's important to you people to keep the Boston guys home. He's not really from here. <laughs> you know, really no, really not. Really I, I really think, I really think that that's blinded a lot of people. And I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy. There's just wideouts in this draft that I would rather have. And if the Patriots are going to trade back here, I would like to see them double dip at the tackle position. It's a fantastic trade, dude. It really is. It's a great mm. trade, but it, this is something where they could really uh, shore up um, the offensive line at, on both, both ends. And I know uh, Bill's done a lot this year. Um, in bringing in some solid backup guys, but we need to start thinking about uh, protecting Mac in the long term. And at 29, and then at 30, I'm I'm going offensive tackle twice. I'm just I'm not mm -hmm. doing Zay Flowers at 29. I'm mm -hmm. I'm really not. And if I'm taking a wide receiver in the first round, I'm sticking at 14, and I'm grabbing um, the, the aforementioned Jackson Smith. Yeah, and I understand a lot of what you're saying, and I, I really, and honestly, if logic is taking over in my brain, then that's exactly what I'm going to do, and I would rather uh, the Patriots double dip at tackle because it is a situation where there is a deep class early on. I know it's not the sexy pick. I know no. it's not going to put, you know, butts in the seats. I know it's also not going to, uh, you know, illuminate fantasy teams and things like that. I know those things are concerns of a lot of fans, right. and, and rightfully so, but at the same time, if you're not going to get Mac Jones protection, it's not going to matter who's catching yeah. these passes. And I'll be the first to admit, I'll make a culpa. I fall victim to it an awful lot in looking at the electric nature of the way these guys play. Yeah. Their pro day, um, you know, uh, especially with Zay Flowers, his pro day performance really yeah. opened a lot of eyes. It and did. I really shined a lot it of light did. on him. Um, I mean, I had to guys, take a step you know, back. I really did. Yeah. I, 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 I watched what he But then again, you know, you're playing against air. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're playing against it. I understand you people, people, everybody in this in the world in, in this locked on Patriots world knows my affinity for yak. And this kid is a great yak guy. It's just I just don't know. I mean, 
We fell into a trap a few years ago within Keel Harry, loving what he did on tape after draft night when we went back and we watched it. And then we looked at the, you know, we saw the competition that he played against and what a difference it made compared to coming to the NFL. All right. I just, I just don't, I, I, I just don't because the, the, the ACC just isn't what it used to be. It's just mm. not. Sorry. It's true. And as we all reach for the antacids now, because Murph has, Murph has invoked the name of Nikhil Harry folks, yep. we're going to move on right now. We're going to move on to the area where um, the insider did address uh, the Patriots need at tackle. And he did it in a big way, but yep. he did it with a trade, uh, gets the number 33 pick in the second round, trading with the Houston Texans, sending the newly acquired number 40, and of course, number 187 over to the Houston Texans for number 33. And nice little, uh, you know, haul here, getting Dewan Jones. Uh, this is a pick that I yeah. know a lot of Patriots fans oh, would love to see. Uh, size, wingspan, ability. Yeah, all day. Talk all about day the long. ham. Talk about all the ham. Yep, there you go, DeLon mm. Jones. Oh, I was, you, you just love it. Just love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then moving on to the number 46 pick, which is currently where the Patriots are slated, uh, a guy that's um, kind of skyrocketing up uh, yeah. a lot of boards that I've seen. Patriots are going to be having him in here for a visit. Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, interception machine, this kid, Murph. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, the more I'm seeing from him, the more I like him. Yeah, I mean, it's the wrong Bulldogs, but, you know, he's still a Bulldog, okay? Um, Forbes has been starting since his freshman year. Every single year he's taken a jump, and probably uh, those jumps have been two-step jumps. A little bit skinny, you know, a little bit of Slim Reaper-ish type individual, but he doesn't play that way, and I really like his uh, his, – his ball skills, his his production. He's got 14 mm-hmm. picks and 17 pass breakups in his career. Uh, I yes, I do know this off the top of my head because that's how much freaking tape I've watched on this kid. I love it. Yeah, really, really uh, um, impressive when it comes to the type of coverage versatility that he can bring to the table. I, I like that an awful lot. Um, yep. He's sized at 6'1", 166, so he is slim, but he's got the height to be able to go up and to make uh, you know um, plays on the ball with some of the more right. sizable receivers out there. Uh, great football IQ, great instincts. Yeah. This kid. Really, that leaps Good off point. the page when it comes to uh, Emmanuel Forbes. But like you said, that slim build. And yeah. I think because of... Of the, um, the maybe lack of bulk that he has on him has a tendency to be a little bit over aggressive. That can be a problem yeah. if you're a defensive back in this league because you can try to overcompensate. He got, he's got slim then, man compensation yeah, issues, exactly. you know, and and he tries to jump on everything and he gets burned. He mm. does, but I still think that he would be a, he he'd be a good good fit here, a good piece in the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, again, I think a great pick here. The Insider's doing us proud so far, uh, really yep. liking what I'm seeing. Andre Carter, we talked a lot about him in the previous segment. Right. Uh, at number 76, yeah, this is where I think you can this really is where I think you can, see him. Yeah, yeah it is. To me, this Even is, maybe a little bit earlier, you may have to trade up from 76 here into like 66 mm-hmm. to get him, but that's something Bill would do. This is this is what I this is what I would love Bill to do is to trade everything outside the top 100 to get back up into it into the top 100. Um, yeah. You know, as much as humanly possible because the the Patriots need help. They need mm-hmm. help this year. Yeah, they do. They really and truly do. So he's also looking at linebacker edge and has gone a little bit heavy on that in the middle part of the draft here yep. by going back to back in the fourth round, 115 and 117 
Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati. Carl Brooks out of Bowling Green. We see the names pop up an awful lot on um, a lot of the aggregate uh, mock drafts that we uh, break down here on Lockdown yeah. Patriots. Murph, why should we be excited about either one of these players in the New England Patriots uniform? Um, Ivan Pace is another tweener guy, but I think he's um, oh, he, he's somebody that could come in here and 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 really excel in the way that that Bill is is building this defense. You mm-hmm. know, the, the guy's got a six foot wingspan. <laughs> and I love that. I think it's fantastic. And and getting him here, I mean, even even being, you know, just I, I think he's not six feet tall. I know that off the top of my head. He's like five ten, five eleven. And you all know that's probably in cleats. So um uh yeah, no, I like the pick here at, at where's he got him at? 115? I can't yes. see. So yeah, that's Pace it. is at I, 115, I, and uh, uh, then we've got uh, Carl Brooks coming in at 170. Right. I really like Brooks. I, I, yeah. I like Brooks a lot. Um, he, he He's somebody that can come in here and, um, and you know, do exactly what uh, the Patriots are, are looking to do. He, you know, he's, he's another guy that's outside the top 100 and that I haven't watched a ton of film on, but what I've, what I've seen, I've liked. He's somebody with a nose mm. to the ball, gets his head in there and, and really searches for the ball carrier. And especially in the insiders draft here, going very heavy um, on the edge. Uh, we've got Bilami Feloco coming in uh, from San Jose State at number 184. So a lot of edge, a lot of defense um, in yep. this draft. I think it's an interesting approach. Um, again, with the exception of Dewan Jones, he goes with our guy Antonio Maffi coming in yeah. from UCLA at two ten uh, at uh, at guard. Um, again, I really I love what I see from the ingenuity on this draft from this kid, but yep. uh, at the same time, um, you know, I think I think the Patriots are probably better off going with at least another offensive lineman here. I'd like right. to see them with the current haul that they have, unless they start trading away assets. I'd love right. to see them come away with at least three linemen here uh, to be able to put into the you mix. Know, I think they. Need I that. like Mafe down the bottom there. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric Gray is somebody that that we've yeah. talked about in the past, but yeah, what 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 was done at the top of this draft? And 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 folks, don't don't start DMing me and jumping into the comments about about what I said earlier about Zay Flowers and the competition that, that he faced. Yes. I understand that there are some good cornerbacks that have come, that are coming out of that division, but it, it's, it's defenses as a whole mm-hmm. that you have to look at. It's not just the cornerback that they're going up against. Okay. It, it's a defense as a whole and what you're able to do to exploit. And yes, he has exploited and he's, he's done really well at it. Um, I hate circling back like this on Mike because he wasn't expecting it. I just don't want to see no, the, the entire the entire comment section, you know, filled up with what's Murph talking about. I'm talking about the big picture of what he went up against, not just specifically that. But this is a solid draft, and especially, you know, um, Zay Flowers is a talent. He is an impact player. Dewan mm-hmm. Jones, I thought, is fantastic. Emmanuel Forbes, there you go, right there. Andre Carter, this is a solid, solid, a very solid B, possibly a B-plus uh, draft. I would have just liked to have seen a little bit more bulk at the top. 
Yeah, I think so as well. I think when you look at what the Patriots need and their overwhelming need for help at offensive tackle, you right. probably need to address that a little bit earlier, at least in the middle part of the rounds, right. uh, in order to really, really uh, hammer that point home. But again, the insider, I love the effort. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little Fantastic. higher on Flowers than Perp is, uh, yeah. you know, in terms of what he can bring to the table and his ability uh, to assimilate into this offense. You know, Bill O'Brien would love this kid. We'll sure. see. We'll see what it brings to the table. <laughs> been short so short <laughs> hey you said last week here on the program that short people do matter so i'm taking that to the bank i am okay. standing by that and there i'm gonna get <laughs> but all kidding aside all up. kidding aside uh insider uh thank you very very yes. much for your submission um I'm going to give this a B. I'm going to give it a, with a B plus rising as well. Okay. I like I like the ingenuity of Flowers. To yep. me, I think the pick that really put me over the top was Forbes. I know maybe yeah. had a little bit of bulk, but I like the way this kid could possibly yeah. fit in New England. So a B with a B I'll plus rising for me on this. Stop under. We got pasta. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you might have to cook for twenty guys someday, you know, Murph. That's it. You know, a little bit of sugar, and that's my trick. <laughs> and that's my trick. Folks, thank you so much for sending you, in people. your amazing mock drafts. We love doing this, Murph, and I absolutely have a blast each and every it gets Monday. It harder every week to pick It two. truly does. I've it really off. and truly does. I've backed absolutely. off. Mike picks everything now because I want to do everybody, and we don't have two hours. Yeah, it's true. It really, really is. And sometimes it is difficult to weed through them, but please continue to send them in. Uh, Murph and I will definitely do our best to always give you our feedback, even if it can't be featured on oh. Locked On Patriots. Uh, your submissions are important to us and we will do our due diligence to make sure to get back to each and every one of you. So thank you once again for making Mock Draft Monday what it is here on Locked On Patriots. And also thank you for making us your first listen every day. If you've made us your first listen, please make your second listen. Our good friends over at Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, my good friends Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino putting on an amazing show. Please folks check it out. They will walk you through every aspect of having to build a professional franchise, and they do it with class and style that's all their own. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts, and, of course, on YouTube as well. And what can I say to my cohort in crime here each and every Monday, Friday, whenever we want to bring them in, we always love it. You always love it, and it's always a lot of fun. My good friend, Thomas Murphy. But before I let you go, please let everyone know where they can find you, your great work, and what you got cooking this week in Murph's Kitchen. That's it, man. You can check me out on the Bird app at TMurf207 over at E2GSports.com. Red Sox stuff coming out. I I got a UConn piece out this morning. Uh, Go Huskies. Mm -hmm. And uh, other than that, you know, tomorrow we will have Karen Garigian of the Boston Herald Mm -hmm. on uh, One Patriot's Place. Don't miss that one. No, please, folks, do not. Whenever Karen puts voice to microphone on One Patriot's Place, it's a happening, and you're always going to learn an awful lot. So do that. And don't forget to check out Merv each and every Monday, each and every Friday, whenever, like I said, we want to bring him on. He'll be here and all the great guests. We've got a lot packed, an action-packed week here on Locked On Patriots. Check out the weekend show. Stay tuned. Absolutely. And uh, we will. We'll definitely be here for you. So on behalf of my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, all legendary Thomas Murphy, I'm Mike DeBate. Folks, please continue to stay safe and stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. We are UConn.